The Glory Game, brought to you by Hull Spares, an official Tottenham supporters group. Right, welcome to The Glory Game, the uh, official Hull Spares supporters group podcast. Um, tonight on the show is Andy. Good evening. How's it doing, Andy? Not bad, thank you. Good. Always got- happy after a win. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll touch upon that in a sec. And uh, Simon, sorry, we've got you as well. Yep, evening, yep. Glory Game regular, and another Glory Game regular uh, is Pete. Good evening. So, all us four was in the pub yesterday to watch the game. Um, we've had a pretty good week, haven't we, fellas? Cracking day yesterday. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It was a cracking day it's yesterday. Been a, it's been nice to go to work on a Monday after a win. <laughs> It feels good, doesn't it? Winning two on the bounce. Obviously, we've just uh, we we played Brighton midweek, and we beat West Ham yesterday, which was uh, it was long overdue, really, because we haven't we haven't beaten them at home. I think for about three seasons. Is that right? I think this is the first time we've beat them in, in, in the league. Yeah, in, in the, the league, league at, at our place or the new place. Yeah. Well, it felt good anyway. So we'll, we'll touch upon that um, as we get along in the pod. First of all, I guess we should touch on. Um, you know, the first game that we had this week, which was on Wednesday against Brighton, um, a really professional performance, I thought it was. Um, it was good that we came off the back of the Man United loss. Um, I don't think we played bad against Man United, but uh, we got three points on Wednesday, much needed. Arsenal lost to Liverpool. Set up a good week, didn't it, fellas? It indeed. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Give it gives us something to kick on from, but... You know, I've said that a few times so far <laughs> this season. <laughs> you know, but um, I think after, yeah, beat, I think beating West Ham after having a win against Brighton as well, it just hopefully breaks that hoodoo of having a win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. I think it's for 16 games or something like that. With one it's been eight and eight, and it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible start. I mean, not even a draw in there, not even taking a point away from some of these teams. You know, as, as you mentioned, Matt, I think we did play well against Man United. Take Ronaldo out that team, I think we played better than them. Yeah, I think. Uh, we did as well. But Brighton, fantastic win because Brighton have been um, Brighton have been a pretty decent this season. You know, um, it's quite, quite difficult to to beat, but. Could have quite easily been a, a, a defeat, you know. In in any other season, you know, the going against Brighton, especially at home, it's never been the the most straightforward um, of of performances, has it? I remember when we went there and got battered three 0 Pochettino's last season with us, and it was bloody awful. So yeah, we, we wasn't guaranteed to get three points by any uh, stretch of the imagination against Brighton because they're a decent side. They always play good football, but. Um, we just nullified them, didn't we? I don't remember them doing anything. I mean, they had to take off their best player, didn't they? The uh, the subs, is it Basuma? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're having to sub your best player, and he didn't look great on the night at all. Um, so I think, yeah, we just we just completely took them out of the game. I mean, they had they had a did they have a couple of chances? Can't remember now. I think there was one where it was it Cucurella where he, he got it across the face of the goal and no it was the post, didn't it? I think yeah. it's I think Matt said it right. It says it was just such a professional performance, you know. When we've watched the Leeds and the Burnley games that we've had, where I'd said using the phrase expecting a win. I don't for the Brighton game, I don't think anybody expected anything. Um you know, obviously we always want them to win. But it was just one of those games. It was such a potential banana skin. Um, and it was a professional job. We got the goals. So, yeah, cracking. Yeah, it was good. What do you think to it, Simon? Did you uh, did you watch it? Uh, no, I was watching the City game, to be honest. City game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full City, yeah. Yeah, so going into the West Ham game, I don't know about you fellas, but I was absolutely dreading that game because I hate any London derby that we have, it always seems to, uh, well, not always, I think that's a bit dramatic, but, you know, there's lots of times when we come away second best to these teams and it, it, for me, it makes it worse, the defeat, knowing that it's against the rival. And I know we're not from London, but Arsenal, Chelsea and now West Ham, you know, they're they're like little upstarts now, aren't they, West Ham? They win one game in Europe and they think they've won the Champions League. So I, I wasn't looking forward to it and I certainly... Didn't enjoy watching it as you can probably 
you know. Best <laughs> to that, Peter. So, uh, yeah, I think I was I overstressing. A few, uh, a few outbursts, yeah. <laughs> If you remember a few outbursts in the pub, I was just yeah. really stressed. I was really stressed watching that game. So nah, he was just passionate, mate. Apologies. It Apologies. It's, it's, it's passion. It's a good thing, mate. It's a good thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we played it. Yeah, it was such a good, yeah, we, good performance. We did. I mean, apart from apart from uh, there was a there was a couple of slip ups, weren't there? But you know, it's. I don't even think for their goal. It was it was a bit of a mistake letting it go out, really. But I don't think, you know, out of the whole game, I can you can let a one or two mistakes go, can't you? Really, when the rest of the game's been that that good, um, and it was just nice. I mean, it was just nice to see Antonio being completely taken out of the game because um, yeah. he's normally a monster against us. He loves playing against Spurs, doesn't he? So, has, has anybody seen the video that um, it was a snippet from the game where we went in on? One of the defenders, I don't yeah. know who it was, but literally, like, more like, was it? Yeah, it was Diane, it, it was like elbow. a forearm smash. Yeah, elbow smash, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, not being mentioned. I mean, I watched um, Ref Watch on Sky Sports at lunchtime, see if they brought it up, but nothing said. Um, but no, I thought that was absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. To, to be fair, so, in fairness, though, if anything did happen, he'd probably end up missing the Arsenal game, wouldn't he? So. Yeah, I don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> no. we, we want them as strong as possible for that Arsenal game. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I did see it was it, it was a disgrace. I can't believe they didn't they didn't pick up on it because it was um, it was it was intentional, wasn't it? It was. Oh God, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was just. It was disgusting. But I mean, on the opposite side of it, it's if Romero completely and utterly bossed him. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so looking at uh, again, reading some of the reviews and everything, saying how. When when they're playing this this false nine thing, says that you need somebody like Romero who can drag those players out, and it leaves a space for for the middle. And Romero has been absolutely yeah, outstanding doing that. Is uh, which I'm sure we'll come on to when we discuss things. Uh, discuss the poll later. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think we. I think the way it being out. I mean, it's, it sounds a bit a bit wrong to say it. I feel a little bit dirty saying it, but I'm sort of glad that we're not in the League Cup or the FA Cup or a European competition because I think it's given Conte a bit more time to work with these players and I think that's all it comes down to, you know, is the time to get the ideas across, to get the players playing the way he wants to. And and you can see it and, and the competition we've now got in the squad as well. You know, uh, Doherty looks like a completely different player. Um. I don't know if that's because of the competition of Royal, because I don't really see much competition from him. Um, <laughs> but maybe the the fact that Royal did keep him out of the squad for so long, and he got his chance and he's taken it, and he's thinking, well, I, you know, I've got to be doing better than him, <laughs> sort of thing, you know. Bass set so, pretty low in it when, when Royal played. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's unfortunate. I was hoping that he'd be able to adapt to it, but it doesn't look like he is doing. But then again, you know. Come the summer, summer, get a pre-season under his belt sort of thing. He's had a whole year then with us. It might change. might change how he plays. Or we could just sell him. <laughs> I, I think that's that's really interesting what you say there, Peter, because I was thinking exactly the same thing yesterday. I was thinking, actually, do you know what? This time that we've got now to the end of the season is almost like a bit of an extended pre-season, isn't it? Hmm. And I think it's, I think we said in the pub yesterday, it's, I think it's now really glaringly obvious that the positions we need to improve upon and that starting eleven. I know we need to bring in more in, in terms of the squad because I think it's quite it, it's a little bit thin with sending them players out on loan. But I, I think it's I think now well you'd like to think now is the the time where we're starting to get the Conte way of playing football and. Yeah. As I say, that you're right. You bang on right about the, lack, the no focusing on cups or you know it'd be so nice to win a cup, obviously. But oh yeah, I don't get just wrong, not in that position. Are we? Win some up. I'd have it. You know, yeah. if they said, "Oh yeah, you can go to the League Cup final tomorrow and guarantee to win," I'd be like, "Yeah, damn, you know, get me there," sort of thing. Yeah. But, but nothing tells um, you this season, though, does it, of, of our form that we deserve any form of cup? No. <clears throat> Oh God, no! The way I mean, the, the way we performed in uh, 
in the game against Middlesbrough. I mean, yeah, we, we didn't deserve to stay in the FA Cup. Uh, the way we performed in Europe, we didn't deserve to, to stay in Europe. Although I do think we were slightly cheated out of that through no fault of our own. Um, and then, you know, the League Cup, we all know what happened there against Chelsea. But I think there's just a, a, a lack of pressure now on the team. You know, a lack of pressure is, is getting the is getting the ideas across to them. We don't. I mean, the only thing that we've got to strive for is top four. And even though we probably had one of the worst, well, I think it's the worst start to a to a, a league campaign for a long time, we've still been up in the mix for quite a long time. We've always been there, there about something, right, yeah. throughout the season. You know, so yeah, give or take. We've not been far off. Do you think it helps that we're not in the driving seat as well? The focus is on Arsenal, essentially. I think it is, because obviously they're getting all the press, aren't they? And uh, Arteta's whinging every five minutes. And now all the focus seems to be on them. Um, But I just wonder if all the the other supporters said Arsenal bottled it, if we take it, you know, giving them the crap. We've just got to go on about our business. But just reiterating what Pete said, you can really start seeing the Conte effect going through the team. You know, the way... Every like line of players look so disciplined. Yeah, we get caught out every now and again, but this is you can really see the influence starting to come through now. And the fact that he has had more time or he is getting more time to work with them. And is it is it, it's been the same starting eleven for the last three games or four games, I think. I don't think he's had to change it. So it shows what's happening. I mean, to be fair, who can we change some of them players for? Well, that's the other side, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, you put that on one of the comments, didn't you? I think, Pete. I think yeah. it was you. It says it shows. Somebody said it shows which players you can trust. It says no. It shows that we haven't got much else coming yeah. off. So, yeah, I think you got to. Put, I know we're going to talk about the, the players that came in in January a little bit later on because there's a poll I think that you put out there. But I think we've got to credit Paratici as well for bringing them players in. Um. Because uh, uh, don't forget, he brought in Romero in the summer as well, and he seems to, have, you know, really come on the last, I'd say, you know, since he came back from injury, really. Yeah. Um, and it, them three players have made such a difference, haven't they, to that the, the spine of that side? Well, yeah. Well, that 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 sounds like a little bit of a that would work this out. It brings yeah, us nice on to Simon's poll, doesn't it? Nice little segue that. <laughs> Come on then, Simon. Let's have your poll. You you put a poll on Facebook start of the week, was it? Uh, oh, no, end of the week. It, did it yesterday because I changed my poll. I was going to do something else, but then sort of like let's go on the players. And just, right, podcast poll. I put out of these three players, which has been the best signing. And we've got Ben Tucker. Got six votes, but he's been injured, and he's been out. He's been out, so it's not really fair. But he has done well in the games mm. he has played. Um, and somebody just put a late vote in, but it's tied at the top between oh, Romero wow. and Kulovsky with seventeen votes each. So somebody's just had a cheeky last second <laughs> vote, <laughs> <from> Romero. <laughs> so, so, so it's tied. Them two at the top. So who oh, is it tied? Kulovsky and Romero. Yeah, both on 17 votes. To be honest, I bet there's not much in the other one as well, is there? Uh, six votes. Well, like oh. I say, he's hardly played, has he? Yeah, uh, I, I think I think um, the reason being as well is I think Ben Tenkar, the, the, the position he plays is not the glamour position, is it really? He, he, he does a lot of work in there. He works very hard, but when you've got you know attack, an attacker running at your defence, your defenders either look great or look crap. Or when you when you're running and you're trying to score, it's where your attackers get all the all the credit sort of thing. So I think, but I, I voted for Ben Tenkov, by the way, just if you couldn't <laughs> tell. I think I think after his West Ham game, I, I mean I don't know if you saw the stats that came out uh, came out from from the game from what he'd done, but it, it was just. 100% on everything. I think passing was somewhat like 96.8% or something. It was um, an absolutely monster of a performance from him. I think the, the, the set on Sky says that his last league goal was something like two and a half years ago. And I think that's, like you say, says he does the donkey work, but it does mm. it 
So, well, um, so Grace, we've talked previously about never really replacing um, Musa, Musa Dembele. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that they're the same sort of player, but it's certainly getting us excited being in that cleanup role because, as I say, says some of the stuff that he was doing, the little turn and drag that he did on the edge of the area yesterday and just brought it away, left two West Ham players dead. It was just stunning. Um, he's, just, he's calm, isn't he? He's calm yeah. on the ball as well. You know, Composed, you see a lot of players put put wink put winks in that in that position. Please don't put winks in that position. <laughs> I think it's absolutely telling, though, isn't it, that we're we're so excited about a midfielder who, who does the basics, and and I'm not saying that he's he's not a great player. He is, but he does the basics so well, and we've been lacking that midfielder who can do that. For so long, I know Skip's really good, and I like Skip. Hoiberg in fits and starts has been really good for us since he's been at Spurs. Um, but but yeah, it's just that it's just that composure on the ball. We just we've lacked that for since Moussa Dembele. We've lacked the composure, and 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 when you look at all three of them new players, they all have it in tons in bags bags full of composure on the ball. Look at Romero yesterday. You know he's in stressful tight spots and there's someone bearing down on him and he's, he's so calm and he just yeah. gets the ball out and he played little triangle with him and Doherty and it's exactly what we need that, that them calming kind of players who, who don't shit themselves as soon as they get the ball like Winks and, and I know Winks is like we always go back to him as being you know one of the players he froze again he's gone he's gone again he's gone yeah there he is yeah. oh fuck's sake talking about free I was talking about winks and freezing and then I've gone free <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I've just been doing a little bit of googling just to make us far old farts feel even whoa, older whoa 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 think for yourself I'm the old mate alright <laughs> well you will be after this yeah. <laughs> so, Um, obviously we know Kulu is 21 years old uh, yeah. Romero's 23 and uh, Benson Cos 24 and that's you know if you just I know that a couple of them have got on loan with options to buy and everything else but my word you know that, that could be a good few years with them three and the way they've started well, we, um, we bought so we bought Benson Cos didn't we we bought him outright we've learned Kulazeski I think we've already activated the the, the uh, Romero was cut. yeah well, Romero is alone with the option to buy. But the Kulizeski one, I'm I'm pretty sure we've now from the starts and the stats that he's had, we've actually managed to activate the the buy clause in in yeah. the loan as well. So you know, they're, they're all all three of them are, are our player now, are yeah. our players now. So I don't think we have to worry about them disappearing. What we need to worry about is um they don't get the spares mentality in the reds. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Conte's there, I don't think they will. I think I don't think they will. I think we're only going to buy players of that mold from now on, where you know psychologically they're they're equipped to handle you know big games and stuff. Yeah, I just I I, I just really think going forward, what's our midfield going to be? Are we going to get someone in who's better than Benton Court? You know, are we going to get someone better than Skip? It's going to be really interesting in the summer to see who we bring in. Yeah, it is. I think I think in the summer they've they've got to focus on a right back. We need an, we need another right back. We need a left sided uh, central defender. We need a creative midfielder. I think we can get away with if if bare absolute bare minimum. We only got them three players in. And I think the goalkeeper is striker. We're not going to get we're going to get Dabala out with Andy. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just going to say that you know, giddy I got yesterday, <laughs> and um, I mean, just reading today, so apparently Paratich has already made contact um, today. Now that it's come out that he is leaving Juve, it's official. Yeah. Um, but. As I think uh, Kerr's put on Twitter earlier on, we can't go through that again, not yet. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'd, I'd love it. I would absolutely love it. Um, but looking at other stuff, as I know we've got Hugo for another couple of years and part of his new role is going to be finding his replacement. Um, Galini doesn't look 
I think he was on loan, and I think there's there's not much again reading between the lines. I don't think he's going to be sticking around. Um, right back and left back, if the Reggie rumours are, are true that you know Barcelona or Real Madrid might trigger his buyback clause or Barcelona want him. That that buyback um, clause in Reggie's contract though is only if he wants to go. We, yeah. we don't have to sell it. We don't. Have to, it's only if we want to sell. So they can buy him back for forty million, but only if we want to sell him. Yeah. If we don't want to sell him, but he's not going. So. Again, I think that's another one that people say, oh, there's a buyback clause and just automatically think that they can tell us that they're buying him. Yeah, no, yeah, it's... It, uh... it ain't going to happen, I don't think. But, 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 but as we've discussed in the pub, would anybody be really upset at losing Reggie? Yeah, I think he's, I think he'll be class for us. I really do. I think he's, he's, the, he's the right sort of player for us. It just needs a little bit more time to be because you've got to remember he's played his full career as a left back, not left wing back. He's got the pace to do that role. And I think he has he has got the capability to do it. I just think he's it transition period. This this whole season's transition and last season. But this season's yeah. a complete transition period, you know what I mean? We've yeah, gone through two managers, we've got a world class manager that's trying to get his name in the squad. I think we just have to chalk it. Hopefully, get fourth and just chalk it up to that. Really, I think that's the. So the hey, here's a dilemma for you. Then there's two scenarios here. One, you've got 150 million quid to spend. Do you go for option one, where you you'd literally bring someone like Declan Rice in, and maybe another, or do you try and fill every position we've just spoken about there with the 150 million? I think with Paratici, would you go? I think well, I think with Paratici, I think we'll be getting Bale on a free, we'll be getting Ericsson on a free, and we'll be getting that Kessie from AC Milan on a free, and we'll probably be getting Dybala on a free as well. So, 150 <laughs> million for a centre back and a, a right back is brilliant. <laughs> well, I think I think you've missed out on that because I think Kessie's signed for Barcelona. So. <laughs> oh, is he signed? Oh, well, I think I think so. Um, Basically, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is, do, do you go for the quantity to, to fill the positions and have the lesser players like we was linked, like the Amrabats and the, you know, the other players we was so unenthused about, or do you do you bring in two world class players who go straight into that side, no problems? I I I think it's going to be a combination of both. I think Pete's absolutely right. I think it will be something like Ericsson on a free um, debate. Like I said, I. I can't stop smiling every time I mention Dybala's name. And I've said this, I'm not one for names and numbers on shirts, but if he signs, I will have Dybala and his, his name and number on, on the back of my shirt. Absolutely. Um, I just think he's overhyped, Andy. I don't see what you're seeing him. <laughs> is that is that a no then, Pete? You don't want him? <laughs> no, I'd have him all day long, mate. I was just, I was just going to see how you reacted to that. <laughs> uh, so, but it's, um, you know, I think we'll get a couple of frees because we've freed up some of the wages with the players that we've got rid of. And the thing is, there's a Lo Celso's on the online, isn't he? And, and Dombele. So mm. we've got to try and get them off the books properly. Um, but I think they'll get a couple of frees and there might be, you know, a couple of, maybe one or two big money signings. Um, you know, because we've, we've talked before, I think Conte will get backed. I think they have to. But I think you might find some of these experienced players on a free pay them a bit more in wages and you're saving on the transfer fee. The Barla was quoted, I read today, two million a season. What What's that equate to in, in That's, wages? Well, Kessie was... Um, he's supposed lot, to sign, is it? That's not a he's, lot, he's, is it? Two million. He's you supposed know, to have signed for Barcelona for six million a season and that worked out to 125k a week. So two million a season. Um, I've maybe read that wrong then. I definitely saw a post with two million on it. Well, yeah, I could afford him at two million a season. <laughs> That's cheap, isn't it, for a player of his quality? Thirty-eight uh, grand a week. Thirty-eight and uh, a half grand a week. Actually, no, actually, sorry. What's he joining our academy? The, 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 <laughs> this is from Fabrizio Romano. The Bala will leave Juventus as free agent. There was full verbal agreement last October for eight million plus two million net salary and eight million plus two million. Why don't you just say ten million? Net salary. It'll be, eight, it'll be eight million basic and then two million, two million bonus. bonus. Net salary until 2026. Then Juve decided to change their proposal. 
Paolo's not happy with current new conditions and he will now open talks with other clubs. That's as, as of today. So basically 10, 10 million a season. Just under 200 grand a week. Get him in. Well, you'd have to be, you'd have him get him in. We paid bail that for six months worth of being at the club and we, you know, we didn't get any sale from him or, you know, any fee or anything. Less than 200, 200 grand for what is perceived as probably in the top 20 footballers in the world football. It's peanuts. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think peanuts. Just go get the deal done, Paratici. Just well, Paratici loves a free, doesn't he? He absolutely <laughs> loves a free. Plus, yeah. plus, he'd be coming into a side where he knows Decky. Uh, Benton Kerr and Romero. Romero. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? He's definitely Did he play coming in. Did Conte at Juve as well? Was he yeah, um, I think Conte there was there. I don't think he was. Maybe no, teacher signed him, signed him, but I don't know the man. I don't know if it was... Yeah. I uh, think it was Allegri. They got him from Palermo, didn't they? Yeah. I think it was Allegri. I, I might be wrong, but um, I don't think he played on the Conte. He'd thrive on the Conte. Yeah, yeah. Where would he play though? So somebody else put that on Twitter earlier on. It says, "Oh, would you drop for him?" And somebody else just replied. It says, "It's depth. You know, it's having that extra extra depth." Yeah. Um, you know, so we we were talking in pub yesterday it's about how some games Sonny looks off the person, looks knackered. Then he scored almost a, an hat trick yesterday, apart from the own goal. Um, but well, it, it's that mix and match in it. So I think. It's like what I said earlier, though, isn't it? You know, about competition in the squad. Is Bergwijn and Mora giving Sonny the competition? I don't, they're, not, I they're not starting, are they? So, exactly, they're not no. starting, so they can't be doing. But you put Dybala in there, he's going he's gonna to look at him and go, well, you know, I want to play. He's that sort of player, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's going he's gonna to push and push and push. I think that's, that's only going to be a good thing for us. You, you need to have competition. Options, yeah, and, and yeah. good quality options as well. You know, there's no reason why Kane shouldn't be getting dropped for certain games. Not dropped, sorry, rested. Um, yeah. it's you a know, nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah well, he's played He's played more or less nearly every game for Spurs for the last decade, seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. It, it, unless, um, apart from his usual February, you know, injury for the uh Super Bowl, he's uh. He didn't have yeah. one this year, though, did we, he? We, he didn't have no. one last year as well, though, did he? It's been, and it been because it was usually his um, his ankle, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you did you hear that he's apparently setting up a contract for when he retires from football? He wants to go be a kicker in American football. That's that's been around a few years now. Yeah, yeah. but apparently it's it's getting a bit more traction. Um, so maybe they've said to him, "Well, look, you're always injured over the Super Bowl, so why would we hire you?" <laughs> Well, I, I could put him off. I could put the NFL off him and just show him the highlights of his free kicks. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, but if anything, that's that is. Yeah, they're, all, that's they're always up and over the bar. They're always yeah. above the bar. Yeah, he's getting the his thing is, in the bastard. Yeah, that's it. It's a show. It's a show reel. Him. It's YouTube, YouTube show reel for uh, yeah. his NFL career. Well, it There's does. There's just... American out there thinking he's a he's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it does, like I said, sometimes it comes across as this is planned, but another little segue leading to what we said. Um, Danny Broadhead's put a couple of comments on our question post. And the second one he put on was, there's another one. Do we go 4-3-3 once Skippy is back? I'd personally like to see Hoiberg, Skip Holden and Benny in front of them, um, Kulu, Kane, Son, and get a solid back four love to defend none of, and then not getting caught down the sides. So it goes on to, if we did get Dybala, does the fact the the three five two fits him um, with the personnel that we have, or do we change formation? I, I feel quite strongly about this. Um, I think we should do exactly what Conte wants to do in terms of um, formation, because that's why we brought him in. Mm. He, he, we we shouldn't be he shouldn't have to be changing and adapting his tactics based on the players we've got now. He should be. Molding that squad into his kind of un, un image, really, because again, he's been so successful with that formation. Why would we want him to change it? Because why, why did we bring him in if, yeah, if, if it, one, exactly? I'd yeah. rather persevere and, and have 
kind of square pegs in round holes until he gets the players that he needs. Um, that's my personal take on it. Yeah, that, oh. I, com- I completely agree with you. You know, as I said, we've brought him in for a reason and as every one of us, we're all armchair supporters and if we were any good, we won't be armchair supporters, we'd be managing teams. Um, it's like with what we said before about transfers, the players that we want might not be the ones that um, the manager and the, you know, director of football and everybody else what they want so I trust Conte I trust what he wants um, and if he wants 3-5-2 if he wants 4-3-3 three, three, if he wants 10 and non-non I'll I'd back him so. I think uh, yeah I think that's for me yeah we brought him in because he's he's a successful manager and he's successful with that that formation fair enough but sometimes I think if you haven't got the players that you need to play that formation. Sometimes you do have to adapt your your play style to fit the team that you've got, especially where you can't change players. You know, if if it was, you know, coming up to the January transfer, oh, I don't know. You know, it, at the beginning of the season, for argument's sake, you've signed three players to play in a formation. Then yeah, stick to that formation. But if you if you come in halfway through the season, like he has with us. Sometimes you got to it. I think so, the best managers in the world do adapt as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think there needs to be a, a little bit of both, a little bit of both there. But I, I agree and disagree with you. On that one. <laughs> yeah, I, as he said that, I can, I kind of get, I, I do get what you mean. And there's been times when I've thought to myself, well, why don't you just change it? Because Doherty can't play on the left or whatever. But then I think to myself, well, what's the point changing it short term? When the benefit far is is far greater in the long run, that that these players are now starting to understand the system and what's required, even if they're not going to be in the team for the next season, some of these players they need to live and breathe this formation. And I think the more they play, the the, the just better they're going to be at it next season when we've got the right players to fill them them spots. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's what, that's like the bit that I agree on, on you with. Because yeah. as I say, this season you can sort of write it off. You can write this season off as long as we get top four. It's been a successful season for us. I think it, it, that's as Conte has already said. It's like winning a, a title, you know. Uh, if we get top four, so I, I think you can do that. But again, maybe earlier in the season was the time to change the formation if we needed to. I'm not saying we needed to, but when we were still in the cup competitions and when we were still in Europe and and you know we was we were still had the possibilities of a trophy if we'd maybe done things slightly different. I mean, we could we, it could have changed formation and we would have still crashed out of everything, you know, because it's down to the players. But now it doesn't matter. Now we should be playing the same formation with the same players as much as he can do to get that sort of instilled in them. And that's what I'm saying. I agree with you on that bit, but. I, yeah. I, I, I guess you're right as well in the respect that, you know, any good manager, you'd like to think they had a bit of a plan B and there wasn't so stubborn and rigid about different formations. But, yeah, it's a funny one, really, because when Nuno came in, he wanted to play 3-5-2 and he was basically told by Paratici, the sporting director, that, no, or Levy, maybe, um, no, we don't do that here. And he kind of had to... Okay. Go back on his own tactics, didn't he? I think Go he was hired because he because we wanted him to play that formation. Um, because you, he, he, what team in Portugal was it that he'd managed? And he, he got quite, it, you know, it Rio, Rio Avenue or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it, that's where he, he made his name for himself. And that he was playing that formation that he started playing with us. So that's why we never, he never changed, never strayed away from it, even though it was clearly, clearly not working at all. Um. Yeah, it's it is it is a bit of a struggle. But then then again, as you say, as you say, Matt, you know, you look at some of the best or the best managers in the world. You look at Pep. You look at um, Klopp. Uh, you look at I mean, Pochettino. The, the the them sort of managers. They always go, "This is the formation. This is how we play, and we're going to go out and play that every game." And it's up to the other team to play against us. Not for us to try and adapt to the other team. So I suppose there's that side to it as well. Um, yeah. well another, another little segue I can throw in there. Um, 
was again, on TV, Andy. I know it's not bad. You, this you, is you, it. You're wasted on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've just wasted generally, Matt. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Danny Brady put another one on. It says um, about maybe not so much the formation, but the switching the players. He said should Kulu and Swan. Uh, so- I nearly said it again, Swanee. Uh, should Kulu and Sonny <laughs> swap sides? Um, what would we gain from them instead of cutting back in field? They could get the shots off mid quicker. Um, swinging across, you know, pull it back to the D for other players coming in. Um, or do you think, again, is it just that's their position and that's what they're playing? I don't know. What do you think, say? So? You'd like to think that professional footballers these days would go their own way. And while if they are going to swap, they've got to have that mentality where they've got to be watching which player's coming across. So somebody else have a foot across where your defence pushes forward to cover that position. Because if, if you go if you're out of your position and you know what spares are like with the win backs, you're just gonna get shot on, aren't they? Yeah. I do think so, it's like a pairing thing. So like Colo and Doherty, for instance, they're they're that side and they're backing each other up, and you've got Reggie and Sonny to a point on the other side that that's you know, that's your mate, that's who you're looking after. So if one bombs forward, the swapping, and if they started you know, swapping sides and everything. It'd have an effect on the defence and the wing backs. Well, yeah, I mean, like you guys say, one player goes out of position and he don't get covered. He just leaves a massive hole, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you there, Sam. I think that for me, I think that's just overthinking it a little bit. I think, I think inverted wingers um, are all well and good about getting shots out, but you're right, it's that defensive positioning, isn't it? And if they're not used to being on that side of the pitch, then I guess it kind of throws them a little bit in terms of knowing how to get back or where to get back. And I, I don't know, I just, I, I feel, if they're unfamiliar in that position, well, you'd probably have less to gain by swapping them and using them in bed, just for the sake of getting some shots off every now and again. I think what Kulusevsky has brought to the team is, you know, it's evident to see he's got what? How many assists has he got and goals? Because it's eight, eight starts, six assists, and something or other. It's yeah, um, three goals, I think. And, and, and Sonny's yeah. done pretty well the last uh, ten games. Maybe he's got a few goals in that as well. So I'm not sure what more it bring. To be honest, I think it'd probably take away they're, more. They're both working well in the positions, and I say with um, with Kulusevski, he's done more. Since he signed in January, then Lacelso had in the years, you know, past three years. Mm. Um, you can see the impact of him. And, and we were saying yesterday, it doesn't look the fastest, but you just get excited when he's got that ball and he's carrying it forward. Yeah. Um, you just think he's going to do something with it. I think if you go back to, you know, peak Pochettino era, where you had Son and, 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 um, and Ericsson out on the side, on the wings. They they used to swap and interchange. I mean, our, our full attacking line used to switch over. And when one went drifted over to the right, the whoever was playing on the right at the time drifted into the left and stuff like that. I think in Conte's system, it looks like they don't have the freedom to do that. And that would maybe benefit them a little bit. But, I saw Sonny on the right-hand side a, a couple of times yesterday, though, and I, I'm not quite sure how we got there, but he, he maybe made some marauding-style runs and that got him to the right-hand <laughs> side of the pitch. And But I, I, I tell you one, I, I don't want to change subjects, but don't you think it's mad how all of a sudden, like, when we're attacking, out of nowhere, Romero's just in and around the box. <laughs> it's like, where, does, where, does he, where does he come from? So there's about well, 10 of him. His goal against Brighton as well was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I guess Davis has done it as well quite a bit, hasn't he? Where he's been in and around the box. I mean, I'm yeah. all for it, but um, sorry, I didn't want to change the point about Kulisevsky and Son there. But shall we give an honourable mention then to the other guy? Since Simon's on, let Simon start singing his praises. Eric, Eric Dyer. <laughs> what an absolute rock! What an absolute rock of a defender he's been this season. Are you surprised that he's not being called up to the England squad this time out? I'm shocked. I, him and Maguire. I, I mean, there's no, there's no competition. I mean, we play as a three for England. Yeah. It's just there's no competition there really like, over this season. No, Dyer deserves an England call up. 
it works in our favour they don't get called up, don't they? Because at least he's going to get injured. If we if we yeah. say, oh yeah, Dice has been called up, and he gets called up, and somebody breaks his leg, and he's out, and it's like shit. Well, it's it's the same as I'd, I'd love Harry Kane to stand up tomorrow and say he's got a niggle and he don't want to play. There's two friendlies. You know, well, Conte should be in his ear saying that. That's the thing with Romero as well. He's gone, hasn't he? Even though he's got too much match ban. Yeah, I think they're he's hoping that it'll be reduced to a one-match ban, aren't they, Argentina? Yeah, yeah, but every international break, we we get injuries, unfortunately. Yeah. Every single one. So, yeah. uh, you I'd, know, I'd, I'd love it momentum. Sorry, I'd, go on. No, I was just going to say, I would love it because you see all the other teams doing it. Um, you know, their players pulling out especially this time of the season. Oh, they've got this little niggle and sure enough, a week on Saturday will be first time on the their first name on the team sheet. Spurs never do. When their players are called up, they all turn up and play for the respective countries. I think we need to start having that little bit more of a mentality to pull these players out. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't think that's ever going to happen with Kane, is it? I mean, he wants to be England's it, top goal scorer, so he's, he's, he's not never going to... Yeah, he's never going to turn down the chance to play for England. No, I, I can't I blame he's, him. He's our only one, isn't he, now? Isn't he our yeah. one? Bloody hell. We could, we could, we could <laughs> give an, an honourable mention to Carl Walker-Peters. He's just been called up today. So. Yeah. <laughs> and good, good I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dead chuffed for him because I still think the way that he, his career was handled by us as a club was really let him down. I think yeah. he could have been one of the one of the best right backs in the well, if if not the league, the world. I think he was he was going to be that good, and I think we stifled him by not letting him go out and learn or not playing him. Um, so I'm I'm happy for him. I'm glad that he's got a call up. What what when, what made you think that though, Pete? Because he did play a few times for Spurs, but I don't think he, I don't think he ever looked that amazing to me. Because, because Martin, all the under, you know, if you look at all the under 21s, under 18s, when he was playing for England, he was England's top rated right back above Wan Basaka and, you know, who who arguably at the time that we sold uh, Kyle Walker Peters, Wan Basaka was the, the highest rated England right back. Is that Max Ahrens as well at um, yeah. Norwich? He was getting a lot of plaudits as well. You think, well, he's overrated, he a- Max Ahrens, I think. Yeah, but he, he was above he was above them in the pecking order at England, and yeah. then you you know you go a season or two seasons where he's had a bit of you know a lack of game time, it can stifle a player, especially at such a young age. Yeah. Do you think do you think there's a do you think there's an argument to say that it was kind of like you know the timing of him breaking into the, the Tottenham team was like just the wrong time for him because if if you look at the 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 he broke into the team out of necessity rather than because he was ready, I think. I think yeah, but because we sold Kyle Walker, we needed a right back. And because we sold Kyle Walker quite late on. I mean, don't forget, when we sold Kyle Walker, he was on the pre-season tours. He was playing in China at the time, you know, before we'd sold him. So, Well, I think this, was... this, my point was going to be, we had Kyle Walker, who, who certainly, I think, elevated our right back Um you know, the quality of right back that we had for, for, for years gone by. Carl mm. Walker was there. We had Trippier at the same time. And we again, brilliant right back who I think we I think we kind of look back now and think, bloody hell, we never had it so good. Two right backs like that. And then yeah. the, the thought was that because Trippier had such a bad season in his last season, which he was, you know, for a few different reasons. For me, the point at that at that point was we need to get a better right back than Kyle Walker and Trippier. And for me, it just felt like Kyle Walker-Peters was too young to fill the slot that. Because if you remember rightly, we'd just come out of the Champions League final. We needed to really kick on then by buying the the, the perceived world-class players. And I think Kyle Walker-Peters for me was like, he's an up-and-coming guy, but he's not the answer. The answer never turned out to be Aurea either, by the way. But Aurel. <laughs> I, I just think it's the timing. It, it's the timing that that stopped Carl Walker Peters because Mourinho was never going to put his faith in 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 the youngster as well. So no, was, and that's that's what I mean. If 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 we didn't sell Carl Walker and then uh, at that time and we'd let Carl Walker Peters go out on loan to you know a Championship club or a League Two or League mm. One or whatever. whatever 
you know, league club and get that playing time and maybe have a season out on loan, then maybe possibly even another season out on loan, two, you know, two seasons where he can, he can really push on and play, you know, week in, week out and get that game experience. It, it's invaluable, that really. You can't have them sat on the bench, you know, festering yeah. and getting the odd game here and there and being expected to look fantastic because they never will. Um, so, yeah, that, I, think, I think you're right. It's the timing of it was completely off for him. And yeah. he's had a good run in the Southampton team and he's been rewarded with England call-up. He always um, plays great against us. He yeah. Last game, yeah, the last two games they've played against us, he's been fantastic. Yeah. He's been absolutely brilliant. But again, it's the same thing with someone like Juan Foyth, who I was I was really impressed with him when they played him at right back. I thought it was mm. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good and promising. He was a little bit lightweight, but I, I just can't understand why we never give him the the, the opportunity to play there. Well, that, that was Pochettino's idea. Wanted to put him at right back because we were so lax in right back. We didn't have anybody at right back, so it was sort of a makeshift thing. But he did well, and then. It went, oh, yeah, I don't. I think Mourinho just didn't fancy him at all. But as you say, he did look a little bit lightweight. But I reckon, you know, again, a season at right back and then a, a pre-season as well, it looked like a different player again. He was good, he was good on the ball. And, and don't forget, he, yeah. wasn't here, he wasn't here long, was he? Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a shame, that. But I, I definitely feel we need to nail that right back for the yeah. for the summer. What? What what does he go for though, Conte? What I know he had Hakimi at Inter, but what like the the Jose Mourinho wing back or right back or left back was this big strong Matt Doherty esque style right back, wasn't it? Does Conte go for someone like that, or does he go for someone with speed and you know a bit more agility and skill? I, I'm I'm unsure what kind of style fullbacks Conte actually uses. I think he just. I think he wants pace, doesn't he? He wants the somebody who's. It doesn't matter as such about anything else. I think he wants more attack-minded, pacey wing backs that can get up and down the pitch, you know, and be on the attack when they need to be, but also get back. Not even necessarily to defend as such, but to create those extra bodies to close down the angles more. I think that's his sort of thing. Because if you look at when. Um, when we've got somebody, you know, somebody coming down down the wings, you, they, Doherty or Regulon, or Cessignon or whatever, they do sort of come back, but it's normally Bentencar or Hoybier that then goes over, as well as, you know, either Romero or, or Davies that goes over as well. So it's more of a body sort of thing rather than an out-and-out defender. Yeah. I think he'd prefer somebody pacey and that's got a good cross on him. Well, I think it's clearly the positions that are letting us down. I think the the, the fullbacks. It'll be interesting to see who we bring in if we bring in any in, any quality. I tell you one thing: we certainly aren't doing is uh, we're you know we're not not scoring in goal games anymore, are we? We're, we're scoring for fun. So yeah. something something's really clicking and something's really working. Um, and I think it's maybe the fact that we have played in that that formation for a while now. And as you say, all the things like fullbacks not getting back, and you can clearly see how fast Romero is at covering that, you know, that 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 space that a right back would, you know, would 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 put himself in the position. Yeah. Of. So, look, I think we're only going to get stronger um, as this season goes on. I, I do feel like um, we've turned a corner in terms of that win-lose thing and, and hopefully the next two games aren't going to be two losses <laughs> which just <laughs> then makes its own bloody uh, like pattern of, of, of games but how, how do you feel how do you feel we're going to get on with the with the Newcastle game at the weekend oh it's not the weekend it's the, week after isn't it week after yeah. sorry bit of a burger team out the Newcastle for us over the over the last five six seasons at home yeah hmm uh, I think the feel good factor. I mean, depending on what we get back from the international break, if everybody comes back fit, um, I think it'll be a tighter game. Um, but I think we will nick it. It's kind of come at the wrong time, hasn't it? This yeah. international break. I think Conte said that in his postmaster interview yesterday. He oh, says like they're just starting to get this this thing. He says, and it's just unfortunate that like, the international breaks here. 
Have you not noticed that's always happens for Spurs? We just start to go yeah. on a run, and oh, it's the international break. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that is that is spot on. That because usually the, uh, the when you bad in bad form and you the international break, it's usually the oh, you know what? We can go on the international break and we'll come back and we'll be more confident. <laughs> and, yeah. it's, the, it's the other way for us. You're right, Pete. We always come yeah, back with so, injuries and yeah. And then we go on a bad, bad run of form as well. So, hey, look, at the end of the day, this season's been here, there, and fucking everywhere. How can we be? How can we do the double over Man City and not win the league? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've also, you know, all the teams that we've lost twice against this season, there's there's probably a couple of them, isn't there? Of like low rankings. Yeah. Yeah, Man United has done us twice. Um, I'm thinking of lower league teams. Well, some of them are still Southampton, got a play. Southampton done us twice, withdrawn no. and lost. Burnley was still to play. Norwich was still to play. Um, Brentford. Brighton. Brentford was still to play. Leicester, we've got to play. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, we've, we were talking earlier on about, um, you know, just looking at the running between us and Arsenal. So, I've made a list of all Arsenal's games that they've got left and what we've got left. So we've got Newcastle, Villa, Brighton, uh, Brentford, Leicester, Liverpool, which is obviously going to be the hardest game, I reckon. Burnley, Norwich and the Arsenal game. Um, I said on our group chat earlier on, Arsenal have got Palace, Brighton, uh, Southampton away, Chelsea away, Manu at home, West Ham away, then Leeds, Newcastle, Everton, and then our rearranged fixture. So it's that little run in that middle there, that Chelsea Man U West Ham. Um, it's going to be tough for Arsenal. Did you say Liverpool as well. Or, or no, we've we've got Liverpool. we've got Liverpool. Um, they've got as I said, no, they've got Leeds, Newcastle, Everton. So the problem with that is it it just never pans out the way you <laughs> it, the way it should do on paper, does it? Well, football's yeah. played on grass, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> What we, what, you, what you should do, Andy? Yeah, before that, before we did this, you should have put, ran it through a one of them super com- computers on the internet where it. Well, it funny pre- enough, it actually. <laughs> Football Com- manager predicts a season. <laughs> computer oh, said no. <laughs> they're, they're absolute clickbait. Them them kind of articles, aren't they? Where it's we took this team and we put it through FM, you know, manager or whatever it is, and it and the, you won't believe the the end result. It's like. I might, I might see if I can find one after this and put it on our group because that'd just be fun now. <laughs> I, I tell you, I tell you what though, I've seen a couple of those videos recently, and um, Spurs win the Champions League and, um, and and the league title and a few other trophies before. I mean, twenty fifty. So I mean, hopefully that's bef- <laughs> that's before I uh, that's that's you know before I die. <laughs> that so I actually might get to see Spurs win a trophy at some point. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I, th- I think I think it's right that we're probably we're focusing on a game by game, but we, we do need to rely on on Woolwich Wanderers not picking up points in the game and game in hand, and then then beating them. We've got to beat them. Don't forget, we've got to play them. And it's, it's, said, a said, game. it's going to be awful, time, isn't it? Yeah, I said last time. It says the rest for top four will come down to us. West, you know, the, the games against from us between us and West Ham and us and Arsenal. Um, you know, obviously one down, once ago. I don't think it will. I think, I think we'll beat Arsenal. I think they'll lose the game in hand, and then we'll get beat by some real shit teams, and it'll be like <laughs> Norwich away last game yeah, of the season. We'll get beat by Norwich <laughs> <laughs> after they've been relegated. <laughs> yeah, and, and and all that stress would have been for nothing. Yeah. But th- this is the beauty of having Conte as manager. You just. It's that you don't know. He might pull us through. He might be the one that changes everything. And I think that's you've got to cling to that, haven't you? You have, especially as we're talking about our, our three fantastic new signings as well. I mean, as long as they stay fit, oh, I've said it now, and I they're going to yeah. all get injured on the international <laughs> break. <laughs> hey, yeah, it was, um, it was me cursing us yesterday. It's your turn today, yeah. Pete. <laughs> as long as they all stay fit, you know, as long as Kane and Son stay fit, I think we sh- I think we should be okay. Well, yeah. I tell you what, I just I, love Lamella back for that Arsenal game. I just want Lamella back for that Arsenal. Romero's game. our new, 
Romero's own you with Lamella in that game. Yeah. He will so cause mayhem. Yeah. Well, I'll I mean, tell you, um, Conte said something really interesting about the Chelsea game. He's kind of said that he'd like to play that Chelsea game again. When you look at that Chelsea game, we we didn't have Son, we didn't have Kulisevsky or Bentenke. We There's another couple of players I don't think we had. I think we'd give him a game now, you know. I yeah, we'd give I him do. a proper game now. Definitely. But yeah. I, I still wouldn't want us to play Chelsea because uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, think do, it, I do hate a, that match. I, I said about the FA Cup, he says, yes, I'd love to have beat Middlesbrough and gone through, but as long as Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool were in it, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd rather go out to Borough and take the shit with it rather than just another beating by by Chelsea. So well, you... I'd, I would have thought there'd have been more shit if we'd have lost to Chelsea in the FA Cup than if we'd lo- do, you know then what we got for losing to Middlesbrough because yeah. it'd have been oh we knocked you out the League Cup oh we've knocked you out the FA Cup yeah oh we've done the double oh, yeah we've played them twice they beat us twice this season haven't they so yeah yeah, yeah. Three, no they'll have said we've done the double double on you yeah that'll yeah. be the four game they'll have beat us four game yeah yeah. Which would have been unbearable, wouldn't it? But yeah. at least we are, we are owned by some dodgy Russian with uh, with blood on his hands. <laughs> blood, blood money. Blood uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was but, just but, one but, other but, one but, other question that cropped up. Came on just while we've been on air. Um coming up on our chat from Simon. If Everton goes down, which looks likely, which players would you sign for Spurs? Simon, who was on this podcast now? This Simon, that's on our oh, podcast why now. Don't just, why don't you just ask us live? Are you on mute, Simon? <laughs> Come on, Sai, who would you well, have then? To well, be honest, really, I've... You know, when you were going about the goalkeeper situation, what about Pickford's being touted? Hannay. He's think... only got little arms, mate. He's only got little arms. Yeah, I don't arms. think he's... Yeah. Uh... Where have you flipped, Spurs? No, I don't... I don't think so. After what I saw, I only saw a little brief bit of Everton yesterday and they were shite. Yeah. And Pickford did a real good reaction save, but then the defence was just static. And uh, I think Will Hughes scored the fourth for Palace. Um, I couldn't really tell you anybody else from uh, from Everton that I'd have. Honestly, I don't know. I think that Gordon kid looks yeah, pretty I good. Yeah, I was going to mention Anthony Gordon, yeah. He, he yeah. I think he could do a job. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Alan. Uh, Alan um, puts himself about a bit, doesn't he? But it's more the forward line, isn't it? Where if you're going to Calvert Lewin, yeah. Nah, I don't. I'd, I'd I, take Calvert Lewin as a backup, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I was just come... thinking that I, to sit on the bench, he'd be all right, wouldn't he? I suppose. Yeah, Richarlison, I, I can't stand that kid, but um, no. I guess he'd maybe be. Uh, not bad as a as a like a second backup striker as well, maybe. Well, I like that Demari Gray as well. Yeah, he's not he bad. Did well for Leicester, for Leicester, didn't he? Yeah, I thought that was that... A, I thought that was a cup of tea. Demari Gray. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have a lovely cup of Demari Gray, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, does that does that um, Ali Ali fella would would you have him? Debbie Ali. Debbie Ali, yeah. <laughs> Nah. He's brother, apparently. Nah, he's, <laughs> if he can't even get into the Everton team, mate, then I think he's... Uh, That's saying a lot, in it? Yeah. I, I think it's not well, just a coincidence he's bad for Spurs. I think he's, uh, he's, he's, his career's gone down the swanny, I think. He's, he's gone there to die, hasn't he, I think. That's, um, <laughs> he's gone to die. <laughs> Out to pasture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know it, what? I'm just... Sorry, I'd love on. to see him in. The, I'd love to see him in Spain or Italy or something like that. Do you know, a slower paced, slower paced game where he can maybe have a little bit more time on the ball, find a bit of confidence. You know what I mean? Do you know what? This might sound. This might sound bad, but I actually don't give a shit anymore about De- Deli Ali. I couldn't. You, care. you just took the words I, out of my mouth. I mouth. couldn't care less. Uh, I, I mean, I I, I'm, I'm thankful for the the years <clears> that we had him, but. Yeah, he's I, gone. Move I'm on. Not interested in him anymore. There's, there's certain players that come and go that leave and move on that I think you always keep an eye out for. But the past couple of years with Deli Alley is tent. I won't say tented is probably a bit strong, but yeah, I I don't care anymore. What says? No, I agree. Couldn't care less. Mm. 
which is oh, yeah. a shame because he he was he was one of the jewels in the crown of the of the side, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. It's just like, at what point does he become? You become too attached to a player, though, and, you, and it's it's based on sentimentality, you know. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I wouldn't have him back in the side. You know, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't have him back in our team. I think that time's well and truly gone, and you don't you don't go back once you, once that's happened. But I, I I would like I'd still want him to see. I still want to see him do well. I mean, is he he's still what is he twenty five, twenty six? He's only young, and he's. I, if he could do something for the England team, that's what I'd like to see. You know, but the, the thing is, though, Pete, he might he might reach the level where he he's not that bothered. He, like, a, yeah. he might be a bit of a an ass or a cutter where it's just like football is just a job to me now. It's like yeah. I don't even care if I'm if I if I win any cups or if I play for the best team. I've earned twenty million, and that'll do me. He, he might. That's how we might be thinking. You never know. He's, he's twenty six next month. So, yeah. and looking at looking at this, his salary is um, it's about two and a half million a year. So, that is, yeah. What's more crazy is that a team would be prepared to spend that on a player who's not done it in three seasons. Yeah, that's just bonkers. That's, I think that's yeah, but Everton, bonkers. Everton have got money, haven't they? They're a rich club, or Everton. Yeah, yeah. they love throwing the money away. I might even be able to get a game, mate. <laughs> Turn up next week, take your boots. <laughs> They'd only have to pay me 20 grand. Again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mad what's happened to Evan. But are there any other players that you take from? I think Watford are probably down, aren't they? And, and Norwich are probably down. Is there any players that you maybe take from them teams? I can't think of any off the top of my head. Maybe Dennis from Watford. Yeah, the only, the only one that sprung to my mind, but he's dropped right off the ball. You know, if you'd asked me this time last season, I'd have said Aaron's right back. Yeah. But as you say, it's his... Yeah. The, the only... I'd, I'd take... It was Cantwell as well. Uh, Cantwell, yeah. He's gone somewhere now, though, Anthony. He's, he's signed Bournemouth, yeah. Oh, has he gone to Bournemouth, I think? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think Max Aaron's is a bit of a... I don't know. When you look at his stats, they're not great, you know. Yeah. Even for the Championship, I think he had something like three assists. The full season, and yeah, I'm not sure he's. I'm not sure he's. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's the one because again, it's it's. We want players that you think City, Chelsea, and Manu, Liverpool. Well, not so much Manu, but City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. They're the teams that we want to be competing with. Yeah. The players that we sign in, get in their teams. Yeah. And none, none of them three teams going or four teams going down. I, I, I think, think if if we're all honest as well, I think we've had enough players that we bring in and no one knows really knows who they are and the ones for the yeah. future. And I think we've got to start getting ones who can fit straight into the team. That Diaz, that, that Diaz from Porto, God, what, what a signing he would have been if we could have got him yeah. as well. But then yeah. we might not have got Kulisewski, so it's, you never know, do you? If some butts in it. I'd like Martinez from Inter. I think he'd be a, an absolute quality straight in the first team. But yeah. Again, where do they play? You can't play. You can't play. 13, you can't play more, can players. you? No, you this can't. is what I mean. I think, I think it's more important to get a left-sided centre back and a, a right back than it is to get an attacking option at the moment. If you know what I mean. We're doing all right attacking. It's just that. Yeah, yeah I, I get what you mean. It's that a little bit more option in in. I mean, we've got what Ben Davies. Steady Eddie, and we need somebody else. <laughs> it's a great squad player, it'd be great to come off the bench, but yeah. it's Ben Davis, that is. But, um, yeah, we need yeah. somebody, we, we need another Romero on the other side, don't we? Yeah. That's the thing. Ben, we we need Benicio de Vincio from, <laughs> from <laughs> Italy. Let me just get my well, let me just get we'll pay 80 million. <laughs> Yeah, when I go to Italy in August, I'll I'll have a look around for you, see what I can pick up. <laughs> yeah, please. Go, I'll, I'll take the old Spurs debit card. <laughs> yes. Oh God, are you are we going to prize that? Or Daniel Levy's called their dance. <laughs> yeah. Hey, me and Dan were like that. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to the same barbers, don't you? So. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So, should we uh, should we have some? Oh, it's quite a few. It's quite. a while away now, isn't it? The Newcastle game, but should we, uh, Newcastle, should we have weeks, a little uh, score prediction? We've, we've got no 
Scott's quiz uh, to play, so I guess, I guess we're, we'll wrap it up by doing um, score predictions. I'll go to one Spurs. Sorry? Oh, like I say, it's too far away. Probably end up drawing. Sit on the fence, go for the 1-1. Uh, I'm not, I, I can't sit on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Seven three. <laughs> well, all right, and would one one be a fair result then? Considering the players have all been out in international duties for both sides. I think we're better. We're better than Newcastle, are we? Don't forget they they've had a shit season, haven't they? They've only got a few half decent players in since January. We we've got to beat Newcastle. Yeah, I, I think it's a must win for us. Well, like what we said, I think every game is a must win, but. You know, I think we need we need to beat Newcastle just to get that momentum carried on. I so. think I think we'll batter them. I think it'll be I think it'll be three 0 I was going to go three one. I was going to go three one. Yeah, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. I mean, you know, a draw a draw would be no good. I mean, how many draws are we actually had this season? We can't have had many. Like three, Liverpool and. Liverpool, Southampton, and I can't even think who else we've drawn against. But yeah, we've had we've had three three draws. Is it three? Oh, I guess yeah. right. I awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, then yeah. uh, we'll wrap it up there, then, fellas. Yeah, oh, I'm nice sure. Nice to talk about spares again after a win. It's all and a positive yeah. light. It's been a positive one, so we'll probably get about three listeners. It's the yeah. it's the <laughs> yeah. negative ones that people like. <laughs> when we're arguing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I tell you what, we are. We're too nice to each other. We need to start arguing. It might uh, it might get in the listeners. Right. Yeah. Well, Pete, you're going bald. So right. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, you can't go in. Just you can't go in that deep from you three. <laughs> uh. so, uh, I, I guess. The last thing to say then is uh, anyone who's on the Facebook group, if, if you know, if anyone wants to come on the uh, podcast, sling yourself uh, forward on 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 Facebook and, and let us know. Um, before every podcast, we, we do put polls out and questions. So again, if anyone wants to interact with that, you know, we uh, we're always open to to questions and suggestions and things like that. So yeah, and by all means, come on because we don't bite. Yeah. And it's good therapy. Like I said, we should charge it is, for it. it. Is good therapy, it's good therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right. We'll, uh, we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks then, fellas. Uh, but okay, for now, okay. come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. The Glory Game, brought to you by Hull Spares, an official Tottenham supporters group. The personal views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect the official position of the supporters group.